0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of hashtag Vakhanosdun. Um, as uh, posted uh, yesterday, we are talking wills because it is wills week in South Africa and where we encourage people to have a will. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, it is estimated that 58 billion rands worth of benefits and policy payouts. Are lying dormant and unclaimed in South Africa, and that 86% of South Africans do not have a will, um, and we of course can make that correlation that the 86% is the 58 billion uh, um, adds to the 58 billion that uh, that is unclaimed at the moment. As as uh, said yesterday, I I am sitting down with um, Sherwin Kettledas, who is a financial planner and financial advisor with Momentum. Uh, but uh, I'm going to give him just a, a half a minute to introduce himself. Himself, uh, So, Sherwin.
1: Um, yeah, good day, everyone. Uh, Sherwin Kettledas, as Marvin has said, um, financial advisor with Momentum Financial Planning in Port Elizabeth, or Klebecha, as we now know it. Um, yeah, you have to assist.
0: And uh, and and what area is is your expertise within momentum specifically?
1: Okay, um, so the financial planning um, looks at uh, uh, various things uh, in terms of looking at your life cover, um, your investments, uh, estate planning, which includes your your will, uh, wills and trusts. Um, then obviously we look further to um, short term insurance, mm-hmm. um, medical aid as well as employee benefits. So sure. employee benefits is your <laughs> Um, pension fund and, and um, employee benefits that you have actually
0: provident fund and those things. Yeah. Okay. Alright, cool. So, so, so this is part of your expertise, uh, talking wills, talking estate planning. Um, and, 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 and thanks for availing yourself, uh, uh, Sherwin. Just, just on wills. Uh, why don't we have a will? Is it education? Is it uh, the fact that we're saying we don't have anything
1: to put down? Or is it just a matter of we just never thought about it? Um, yeah, Marvin, I think <coughs> a couple of um, factors influence that people don't have a will. Um, one is um, just education um, or not understanding why a wall is important. Um, secondly is people tend to have this um, notion that it's not required. Uh, yeah. in the sense that look, if I pass away, whoever's left behind I need to sort it out. Yeah. Um and I think thirdly, it's 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 just literally that people don't really bother with it. Um mm. it's, it's something and I normally say to people, if, if if I if we talk about a will, um you literally need to speak about the day that you die, what happens to what I leave behind. And it's not a very easy conversation. Uh,
0: the, the, the words that come to mind now is my last will and testament. Yeah. You know, and that document needs to speak on my behalf sure. for whatever I I have acquired in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Uh, a colleague of mine said it's it's basically your last love letter that you write to your to your, your loved one, ones, to your loved ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's wishes and and, and what you want to to happen. Sure. Um, day that you you're no longer around. So. yeah uh, look uh, the, the reality is that uh,
0: and 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 we all have heard the stories I'm, I'm sure you've heard them, uh, heard a lot of it as well that um, the family is left something mom or dad passes or mom and dad pass and then we left something and then we start fighting because they call it being intestate yes uh, because there's no will and now we start fighting about the assets and who's going to take what and the, the dining room suite has been sold off to someone and and those things should and can be avoided because, you know, and it, takes, uh, and, and it takes a difficult conversation, as you said, because I literally need to be sitting down and saying, you know, this is what, what, what I've acquired. But also, I don't think that we all understand what those assets are. Uh, what does that include? A, uh, I started working as Marvin, I started working in 1994, I think. Just the um, But uh, and, and of course, as we know, you financial planners and advisors then come knocking on your door <laughs> a week later to say, how's it to be here that you're working and you must sign here because now we have a have, uh, pension fund, we have life cover. And, and then some of us forget that we have these things, but all those things should be part of your will.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So if, if you're looking at the, the assets that you include in your role, um it's literally <coughs> any personal position. So whether it's furniture, clothing at home, jewelry, um, we're then talking about fixed assets, um, not necessarily fixed assets, but vehicles, um, any property that you have, whether it's a, 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 uh, the home that you live in or another property. Um then we're looking at financial assets, so investments that you have with the bank, shares that you might own. Um so all of those can tie up in terms of, of the assets that you that now need to basically make sure that something or something is in place for what needs to happen with those assets. Yeah. Um so, so the idea is there there are some and and it's a very, very difficult conversation to have with someone if you don't have all the information. Yeah. Um, it's literally you need to see each person's um, asset and liabilities are a lot yeah. different to, to the next one. So it's literally sitting down with someone and saying, This is what I owe, this is what I own. Um, and then from there, drop a player. So the idea is always to, to actually sit down with someone that um, can assist you with this process um, that will just ensure that everything that you want to happen does happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, from a financial planning perspective, um, we would then be able to to guide you in terms of the, the do's and don'ts. Hmm. Um, and, and naturally, it's not and, and I, I say this a, a lot, though often, um, that it's, it's not my decision as a yes. financial planner. Yeah. Um, my role is is literally there to give you advice and, and guide you into what the best possible option is. Sure. Um, so End of the day, it is your decision um, what you you want to do or how you want to structure sure. um, that that wall that needs to be put up. Uh, and just
0: just adding to that, why it's then important to have your almost annual review? Mm. Because also now I have a policy, but I but I haven't put my beneficiaries down. Uh, you know, or my beneficiaries have now changed. Yeah. My 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 wife has changed to wife number three. <laughs> but wife number one's name is still on on the beneficiaries, et cetera. And that is uh, that's, that's probably why we, we, we need to have these
1: reviews uh, regularly. No, no, definitely. Um, and unfortunately, um, I think I mentioned it in, in our previous chat, um, that we do have the situation that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so the onus at the end of the day is with the client because it's in your best interest to actually have this sit down with your financial planner. Um, So if it is that 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 person isn't doing their job, because literally in terms of regulations, they they need to do that. Um, So it's one of two things that needs to happen. You then either need to change that financial advisor or financial planner um, or then to say, look, I'm taking my business away from you. Um, So the onus is there for you as a client (laughs) to actually have that um, annual review um, just to see where you are at. Um, financial planning is a journey. Yes, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, so it's literally yes. This is where I'm at at the moment. This is where I want to be in 20, 30 years from now, um, and then working towards actually getting there. Yeah. Um, so the, the annual review that you that you spoke about is is literally a a check to see, look, this is where we spoke, where we spoke uh, about last year. Um, but this has been changes that has happened. Um, like you mentioned, you've you've had another child born, um, you've changed jobs, um, yeah. you've bought a property, um, you've now become divorced. Um, yes. so, so all of those factors have an impact in terms of the plan that you had last year. Um, and then a couple of changes that you might have to make uh, in the interim, sure. Which, which of course now
0: just uh, just just brings us back to that, you know, why do we need to have a world? Okay. You know, um, so so, so who, who do I include? Um, you know, who do I include in
1: those people that I that I'm drawing up? As well okay, so so when when we talk about why or, or... What the need for a wall is, yeah. Um, I think the three main factors there are, um, and, and this is the one thing that I, I always say to people if it is you have assets that don't have um beneficiaries, so yeah. as an example, a property or home that you have, there's yeah. no beneficiaries on there. So, um, if you have a property, you would need to have a wall to, to stipulate what would happen to that, to that property, yeah. um, unit trust investments, shares. Um, so, all of those type of assets that, that don't have beneficiaries linked to it, um, mm-hmm. those clients definitely need a will. Yeah. Um, the second second part there is um, minor children. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it is that you, you have minor children, you they need to have a will in place. Um, one, to say that the assets that you might want to bequeath to them, um, to stipulate it in there. Um, obviously, with, with minor children, you will then need to appoint a guardian. Yeah, that will take care of them up to whatever age it is that you stipulate. Right. Um, and, and I think the third one there um, is just specifically looking at the fact that um, it's like you said earlier, it's, it's literally you saying, what is your wishes? If you were to pass it, yeah. um, you, you, you did mention the fact that um, we have the Interstate Act, which applies if you don't have a will. Yes. Um, and if you die without the will. Um, the Interstate Act applies um, and that, that literally says um, the law of succession is there. Mm. Um, so law of succession in in uh, simple terms just says um, if you were married, um, everything goes to your wife. Yeah. Um, if it is that you weren't married and didn't have any kids, it then goes to your parents. Yeah. Um, if it is that you do have kids, it will then go to them. And yeah, the, the challenge just is um, that they have a certain formula that they work on. So mm. that formula is not necessarily what you'd want. Yeah. Um, but it might be the situation that, that you have three kids, but you feel that, look, the one kid has, has been looking after you. Um, yeah. So the, this one should inherit more than the yeah. others. Right. Um, but because of the, the law of succession, it just says all of the children will inherit equally. Equally, Um, And there's no stipulation or or distinction between um, someone that you want to or or need to. Um, Mm. It is literally um, who is related to you. And then whatever is left behind will be split up to them um, based on the formula that that is applicable. So it it becomes (laughs) a bit of a challenge, uh, because it might be that um, yeah, there's a kid that you, you're no longer in contact with that, you've yeah. bas- basically written off as yeah. an example. Yeah. Um, or it might be that you don't have kids and you this would now go to your parents. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. and you've not spoken to your father in the last 20 years. Yeah. And he gets half of whatever you <laughs> leave behind. So, <laughs> <yeah>. whatever <laughs> the situation <laughs> might be. But, 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 but
0: Sherwin, so that, that of course immediately uh, brings me to the next uh, question. Uh, uh, for, just an next thought in terms of time. A okay. I, I, I financial planner once told me that, you know, with everything in place, okay. with a will in place, yep. and, and it normally takes about five months yep. to have the estate wrapped up. Sure. So when you don't have a will, hmm. or there's issues on that will, that then takes forever,
1: or it can take many, many, many years. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's literally that, yeah, when, when it gets to the point that there's, there's not a, a valid will in place, um, like I said, the Interstate Act applies and, and all of that, um, but even if there is a will in place, people can contest it, yeah, um, which then just delays and, and, and postpones mm-hmm. this whole process. Whereby, yeah, like you said, the ideal is that. If there's a will in place and everything is in order, um, the estate can be wound up within six months. Yeah. Um, If it is that there's some issue or there's no will or some or one of the beneficiaries, one test that that will. Or the executor
0: um, isn't clear on the processes.
1: Yeah, um, but can, can extend that process to anything from two to 10, 15 years. Um, We, we have the situation that, yeah, I think. It was a year or two ago. I read about um, what's it, one of the popular singers, Aretha Franklin, that passed away yes. a couple of years yeah. ago, and she had three different walls. Yeah. <laughs> and so which one is the is the relevant one? And obviously, one it's a apply? bigger, biggest state that that yeah. is being dealt with. Um, and yeah, there was still is still is conversation uh, around it. Yeah. So oh. it, it, it leaves it leaves open to lots of um, influences.
0: Yeah. yeah. But that, that, of course, um, you know, so I have assets, I have, I'm deciding to, to draw up a wall. How much is this going to cost me?
1: Okay, um, so there, there are lots of ways and actually, ways and means of actually drawing up a wall. <clears throat> I know that um, the banks and, and insurance companies normally would say to you, look, we can draw up the wall for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the challenge that we, we have with that is that um, maybe just to take a step back uh, in terms of, of of why you want, want someone to draw, draw up a wall, firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is for you to put in your wishes. Um, the parties to a wall is basically the, the testator would yeah. draw up the wall. Um, then you would have beneficiaries. So those are the people that will be inheriting all the, mm-hmm. the, the funds are bequeathed to. And then lastly, you have the executor. So the executor then needs to ensure that everything that is in the world yeah. is then um, brought about or it's completed in terms of getting, getting mm. this whole process sorted. So the executor in that instance is, is quite key yeah. in yeah. terms of ensuring what is in the world is actually done. Yes. Um, so, so naturally, um, you would then have the situation that um, whoever the, that executor is, then plays a very important role in yeah. terms of making sure that everything is done according to what the world says. Yeah. Um, so, getting back to the, the costing of, of the walls, um, the banks and, and insurance companies would then say, look, we will give you or do the wall for free, mm. but then you need to appoint us as executor. executor. Um, so, that is is a bit of a challenge um, on the one side, but it also then makes sure that a, a qualified and competent person is actually appointed the executor because the executor can, just as much as beneficiaries can can delay things, the executor can delay things as yeah. well. Yes. Um, so that is, is is where it comes in related to the cost. Um, so the, the company would say to you, okay, we'll draw up the wall for free, yep. but knowing that when the person passes on and they appoint as executor, they will generate fees from that. Um, what so, would that cost be at the end of
0: you know, before we get to a minimum yeah. value of of, of 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 the
1: estate yeah. what do those costs normally be okay so so the 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 executor's fees at the moment um, is regulated um so it says it's 3.5% of mm. the value of the estate yeah um so it's 3.5% plus vat so yeah. i think at the moment it's 405 percent if you include the VAT portion use a buffer so yeah it's, it's about 4% of mm-hmm. the value so so literally if you have an estate of and and of a million rand of a million rand this is 40,000 yeah that this um, executive needs to be paid yes um, so that cash needs to be generated from someone yeah um, so so that is 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 where um, the costing comes in so Say to you, okay, we'll do the wall for free, but then yeah. appoint us as, as the executor, which yeah. can then be costed that run up to 4% of your estate. So if your estate is... Of the value of
0: the estate, you know, so that that, that, that now is not only cash, that is the value, that is no, uh, assets, Everything.
1: All, all all the assets. Okay. So your house, car, yeah, um, shares, whatever you have as <coughs> assets, um, 4% mm-hmm. of that value is then paid to the executor. Um, so, yeah, if you think about it, um, if you have an estate of 10400000 that you need to pay this executor, yeah. and besides the executor's fees, then obviously you have um, estate duty that needs to go to SARS. You estate have... duty? Explain for
0: um,
1: us. So, estate duty is, is basically saying that um, money or, or assets that you then need to then pass over to someone, um, percentage of that there's tax tables and so on that, that yeah. needs to be looked at, um, that then is applicable. Yeah. Um, so, SARS says the first hundred thousand that you donate uh, to someone who is tax-free for text the year. Free, yeah. So anything above that is taxed at twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can become quite a huge okay. amount depending on on what exactly your your estate is yeah. worth. Um, then we have um, transfer costs. So obviously with properties and, properties, and so forth, yeah. um, we have that. Uh, process that needs to be done. Then you have master's fees that um, the master deals with everything. So once someone has passed on, you then need to submit um, the ID, death certificate and the will to the master Mm -hmm. Um, and they will then go through the process of appointing. If there's not an executor, they will then appoint the executor and so forth. So there's a cost to that as well. So there's quite a few costs that we need to be aware of. are, are, Are you aware of what that cost for the master is? Um, at the moment, it's, it's a percentage, but I mm. think the maximum is—I'm I'm going to stand corrected here—the um, maximum that the master charges is seven thousand. Okay. Um, so it's it's a percentage of of the value of the estate, but it, it goes up, up to a maximum amount. Okay. Um, so an estate of, as an example, of five million, the 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 total in terms of the state, mm. the estate costs can run into two, three hundred thousand. Yeah. And that is 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 cash that you would need to have to, to yeah. settle those um, expenses, um, and yeah, that is where where financial planning comes into play. And Firstly, uh, in terms of structuring your your, your assets, um, but secondly to that is is where um, your life cover yeah. then is critical Correct. because that cash amount that is in paid mm. um, ideally should.
0: Cover, um, cover that yeah.
1: cost that, that needs to be now paid um, with the winding up of estate.
0: And of course, this is where where your role as an estate planner comes in, because you will look at insurance, you'll look at life cover, you'll look at short-term insurance, you'll look at everything so that your whole estate is
1: protected yeah. uh, within the world, sure. ultimately. Sure, sure. So so that is um, yeah, <laughs> it, it becomes quite technical, yeah. um, because yeah. there's quite quite a few factors that you need to to look at um, because now the person might be living now and, and um, not be yes. aware of what yeah. the consequences are. Um, we have the situation if, if this person becomes as able, um, that's yes. another factor that we have to look at. Mm. Um, once this person is now retired, it's a, it's a different conversation. So exactly. um, that's why I said earlier, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's not yes. something that is a once-off, you knock it out and say, I'm sorted. Yeah, um, but it's something that yeah. needs to be reviewed and looked at um, regularly, um, just to make sure that you are still everything is covered and everything is sorted. Mm. Um, well, um, in terms of
0: uh, in terms of the unclaimed benefits, mm-hmm. um, where do we go to if we want to find out um, if my my relative that passed away, or um, was there other policies? Are there out uh, unclaimed benefits of pension funds and and um, you know surplus funds and pension funds and provident funds that that would be still available? How how do we go about that?
1: Yeah, um, so we we can go to Fisca's website. So Fisca is the Financial Services um, Controlling Authority. That is
0: our FCSA.
1: Yeah, FC. S-
0: FSCA yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, is the, the controlling authority for all of the financial services. Sure. So they um, then have a database of, of all of these unclaimed benefits. Yeah. So you can literally go into their website and, and search. You'd have to have details of the person that is has passed on, so ID number and so forth. Um, and you can literally go into their website and search for if this person has an unclaimed benefit. Um, which, yeah, in in many instances, um, the beneficiaries are not aware of because this person has passed away some time ago. Or secondly, that um, there is sometimes that um, people actually or pension funds um, have a surplus after a period of time that they they have now. Interest that's been generated and. That is available to the members that were members at that time. Correct. So it's possible um, that um, the the useful money available that that needs to be paid out, um, and it's just sitting there um, waiting for yeah. someone to actually claim it. I know uh, at the moment that
0: that um, insurance companies and uh, and, uh, and uh, you know life insurers, as as well as the um, FSCA, is currently in in a drive, of course, to to, to locate hmm. um, beneficiaries of those. Um, unclaimed funds so um hashtag what can us do please familiarize yourself with um information get information speak to people like Show and with amanda that we had the other day amanda jacobs um you know get information look at the assets because a lot of people tell me no but i don't i don't have any assets but it doesn't mean that you know or i earn too too little money or it, it's, it's really about how do we manage our money best to give me the benefit in the long run, we have worked, what do I do with my problem fund? What do I do with my pension fund? You know, uh, do I and do I have a will, and it's world's week. So speak to your bank, speak to your financial advisor, get that will sorted out. And let's make sure that we that we can actually protect ourselves, but also specifically speak as a as a final message speak to our family in terms of how we want our our estate to be managed and the assets to be distributed but yes Sherwin, thank you very much for your time thank you very much for for availing yourself uh is a financial planner and financial advisor with momentum his details will be Part of the podcast, uh, but maybe you want to give us your email and and
1: your yeah no no I can do that um, and your so, cell number so yeah cell phone number is oh seven eight seven two four two seven three two or email Sherwin uh, dot Kittledas at momentum dot I'll just spell that yeah, I know please. people <laughs> have a challenge with my surname <laughs> specifically so it's Sherwin S H E R W I N kittledas, K E W T L E D A S at momentum.co.za. Thanks,
0: guys. My name is Marvin Dry. If you want to get hold of me, uh, you can you can call me on 082 772 5578. I'm also on all platforms: um, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, all over LinkedIn. And you can get hold of me on my email at at m.dry@mledsolutions.co.za. Cheers, check to you next time.